everybody. Welcome back to Lipstick and Lightsabers. I am Shannon. And I'm Alex. And we are here to talk all about Path of Vengeance by Kevin Scott, one of the best, in my opinion, Star Wars books. It's so good. I um, have to keep reminding myself that Kevin was the writer. Right? Like, has it... It didn't feel like him. You know, it did feel like him, but different. So, like you said, like, mm-hmm. YA. Like, it was just for a different audience. Um, they need to let Kevin write more YA, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, just, he... No, just let Kevin write whatever he wants to write. I will read it. Whatever he wants to write, I will read it. Like, he's just <laughs> killing it right now. Um, so I'm really excited because it's been a minute since I've read Path of Vengeance. So I'm excited to like dive back into it because it, it's just to me, it's definitely the best of phase two. I think honestly, it's tied with Rising Storm for like best of Higher Public so far. And both of those are Cav books. So like so true. Cav honestly, Cav kills it um, every time. Captain of the High Republic. He is captain of the High Republic. Mm -hmm. So I did want to start off with a recommendation. So this is another book series. um, has nothing to do with Star Wars, but it's by Catherine Arden, who wrote um, The Bear Bear and the Nightingale, which was like a huge YA series. Like everybody was obsessed with it during the pandemic. Um, But these books, it's called Small Spaces. And it's a middle grade series, and it follows a girl named Ollie and her two friends, Coco and Brian. And in the first book, they accidentally fall into this, like, I I don't even know what it's called. It's like, it's like this other world. It's like beyond the mist where, like, there's ghosts and things like that. And they encounter this entity called the Smiling Man, and they outsmart him. So all of these other books is the Smiling Man trying to get them back and it's so good i've been tearing through these the audiobooks are only like five hours each there's four of them um i have one to go and each book so far has been told like from a different perspective so you get to learn more about the characters the first one was like in in the fall creepy scarecrows and then we're in the winter with like this haunted ski lodge which felt very like the shining but middle grade And then the most recent one that I read was in the spring and they were on Lake Champlain and it was like the Loch Ness monster of Lake Champlain. Like it all takes place in Vermont and the just the vibes have been so good for spooky season right now. It's very, very fun. Yeah, as we head into October, I feel like everyone's looking for a good spooky recommendation. Yes. It makes me want to read, you know, Kirsten White has a middle grade spooky series that I might, I think I might check those out once I'm done with Catherine Arden's because I'm, I'm having like so much fun with middle grade right now. Like I kind of hit like this weird slump with books and I don't know, like I'm just having fun with the, with the middle yeah, grade vibes. I feel like consuming it, it's like a little bit, not as a big book, like the, the small, the smaller book is easier to consume. Mm-hmm. Um and get out of, like, a funk. Yes. Well, like, I keep, like, almost DNFing books. Like, I I started this book called The Winter's Promise, which is supposed to be really good. However, it was originally published in French, and the translation is, it's really good, but it is a little clunky, mm-hmm. and it's just taking me forever to get into. Like, I've only read, like, 50 pages of it, and it's, like, huge. So... 
it was nice to like kind of go back to middle grade where it's just like a little bit easier to digest and like it's just still really fun or like explores those themes that I still really like. So I'm definitely excited to see how it all wraps up because the third book definitely left on quite an interesting note. So I'm excited for that next one. It's about a creepy carnival, I think. So that'll be cool. Oh, that's scary. I know. They're like the perfect amount of spooky, like just spooky enough, like because it's still for kids, but Mm -hmm. still fun. I really like it. It's very, very good. So we do have some big news to share. So it's been a minute since we've had an episode. um, But since we last talked, the um, writer's strike has officially come to an end. So the WGA did reach a tentative deal with um, AMPTP. Basically, their deal now includes that they're going to get a 12.5% pay increase starting with 5% upon the contract's um, ratification. After two years, they're going to get a 4% increase and then a 3.5% increase. In addition to the raises, they also got a 76% increase in streaming residuals. um, And this will increase the residuals from Netflix from about $18,000 to about $32,000 for a single hour-long episode. So that's really good. So that is increasing as well. Um, They're going to get viewership-based streaming bonuses. So, like, the more people watch, the more money they're going to get, which is how it should have always been. And I think the biggest thing that they got, though, is that they really talked a lot about AI. So, AI cannot write or rewrite any literary material, and AI-generated material cannot be considered source material. Like, that's huge. That's a a win for everyone. Yes. It's um, because, like it or not, this is setting precedent for other unions and other norms in different industries that include AI. Mm -hmm. So this is like a win for everyone. I think this deal is great. It looks like compared to the deal that they reached last strike, it feels like last time was more of a settle and this time they really won what they wanted. Well, they really pushed. Like this was the longest Mm -hmm. strike in history. Um, so they did, they really, really pushed for this. And I think that they, they came out with some pretty good, they didn't get exactly what they were asking for, but they got pretty dang close. Mm -hmm. And Yellow Jackets writer's room is starting again on Wednesday. (sighs) I'm so excited. The SAG, so SAG is still on strike. Um, the day that they um, ended the writer's strike, SAG agreed to resume negotiations and meet with the AMPTP. Um, they're meeting on October 2nd, so this episode will be after that date. So hopefully um, the actors, um, will their strike will come to an end soon as well. But as of us talking right now, they are still on strike. Yeah, so we're going to continue to follow their lead in talking about not well not talking about struck work until Mm -hmm. they've gotten a fair deal so today we're going to be covering path of vengeance Mm -hmm. absolutely um and also isn't it aren't the animators probably going to go on strike as well um well their contract doesn't come up for renewal until next year yeah i think next summer so Mm -hmm. it's still a while but it's really good that wga got such a good deal setting precedent for the animators too Mm -hmm. um yeah we'll see what happens with that 
Yeah. Um, so that does lead us to our other little bit of news that is not struck. So the Eras Tour movie is going to be coming out soon. Um, very, very soon. We're like two weeks away from it. And let me just tell you, I was at work today. And I was telling somebody about the Eras Tour movie. And he said, didn't you see it like live? And I said, yeah. And he's like, so why do you need to go to the movie? And I just looked at him and I'm like, I don't even understand your question. <laughs> no, I don't understand. I don't understand the question. I'm going at least twice that I know Oh, my of. God. Yeah. I'm going Friday night for sure. Um, I don't have tickets for any others, but maybe I'll see it again. Yeah. We're, I, I'm going with one of my friends on the Saturday, and then my mom wants to go, so I'll go again with my she mom. She's going to be living. I she know. She is a reputation girly. She is. She loves delicate. She's going to be so happy. I know. My mom, the reputation stan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be just really, really fun. Like, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, like, scared for the surprise songs. Like, it's going to be Maroon, That's right? That's true. I think... Well, I- well, I think it's going to be You're on Your Own Kid. But Maroon, like, so our friends were at the first night in L.A. and the That's cameras true. were out and Maroon was that night. That is true, which I am I am excited for to not hear Maroon on a grainy live stream. Hear it for <laughs> real, for real. <laughs> oh, my God. It's been so long since I've like, not guys, seen a grainy I've live lived, stream. I've lived, like, five of Taylor Swift's lives, like... Since then, since like the last time we recorded, like so much has happened. So much has happened. Like we're very, very close to 1989 as well. Like, yeah. I'm... And the Chiefs are playing in an hour. We'll see if she shows up. <sighs> no, she's gonna be there. She's gonna be she's there. She's gonna. Well, yeah, she's gonna be there with Blake Lively, apparently. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> There's been a, there's been so much happening Tree with Pain's Taylor Swift. Really working hard. She she nobody works harder than Tree Pain. Let's be real. And um, Pia, Pia is the name of Travis Kelsey's PR person. Uh, I, I'm like really in the know. <laughs> okay, well I think with that we will move on to Safer Waters with um, Path of Vengeance. So first of all, before we even get into anything, Alex, I need to know. Your spoiler-free thoughts. Spoiler-free thoughts on Path of Vengeance. Um, Incredible Kevin 8. Riveting, like, nonstop excitement. Just, like, oh, man. Like, especially the climax. Like, like on the edge of your seat. Like, really big stakes. Like, Mm -hmm. I felt like the stakes were really high in this book, even though, like, it is a prequel. Like, this is happening, like, years before phase one. But the stakes felt really high. Um, You know, getting to know Marta more was really interesting. Seeing her grow, like, from a child to an adult in this book, that's, like, Like, that's, like, what this book's about, I feel like, is Marta growing into herself. True YA. (sighs) Yes. Yes. Um, I love Deanna's story. (sighs) This book puts you through the ringer. Like, stresses you out, but in a good way. Yeah. Well, and I wanted to ask, um, so this, this isn't, like, necessarily a spoiler, but the end of this book is the same setting as the end of um, Cataclysm. 
do you feel like the end of Cataclysm makes more sense in this book than it does in Cataclysm? Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I found the ending of Cataclysm just so, like, I just didn't understand what was going on. And I feel like this book just, like, has all of the pieces. Like, you don't even need. Uh, Yeah. I mean, like, if you're, if you, if you can't find a lot of time to read any of these books and you want to pick one or two, like. The path books are the best. The like, path books, like, for really, sure. This is what I feel like this is what's important, like, moving forward. Because this book, you learn so much more about the leveler. Mm-hmm. You learn about, like, the beginnings of what's going to become the Nile eventually. Yeah. Like, I just, it's so good. I wonder, like, obviously they follow the same format as phase one in the waves and like mm-hmm. how they released YA adult middle grade, like they followed that pattern, but it almost feels like it was too much. Yeah. Um, there were a few things here, like in, in this, like in the two waves for phase two that were important, but it's almost like some of those stories, like I, I need honestly them. don't think they needed the adult books at all. Yeah. Like, and I I hesitate to say that because I don't think that the adult books were bad, but, like, since this was a prequel, like, those two books didn't really do anything. To, they didn't make me think about phase one. Yeah. Other than I, that, I missed phase one. The other thing is, like, the characters in the adult books, like, didn't resonate to, with me the same way they did with the YA books. Like, there were mm. too many characters, and I didn't feel like I knew enough about each of them because there were just too many yeah. So. Whereas, like, like ag- again, like, that's not on the right, like, that's not on, like, the, the, the style of writing. Like, those books were written well. It was just, mm-hmm. like, I don't think they were necessary. Yeah. Well, and, like, I kind of think the same of the middle grade books, because I read the two middle grades, and, like, you do get the introduction to Sunshine Dobbs. You get to know, like, a little bit more about, like, the silver streak and how it gets to where it is quest for planet x you don't even go to planet x like if you want to see planet x you gotta read this book um but like you do get to learn more about in that book like the communications breakdown that happens Mm -hmm. here yes but like really what's important is the two ya books it's like that that cannot be stressed enough that like the meat of the story is path of deceit path of vengeance Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. so I kind of want to start with the beginning a little bit with the Battle of Jeddah. Um, when I was reading this, I was really shocked because um, I read the comics as well. And the Battle of Jeddah, like, happens in the com- like happens in the comics. Like, obviously, there's the um, whatever it's called. The audio drama? The audio drama, right, which is the battle. Um, but... There were key things in Path of Vengeance that unfolded in the comics as well. And I think it was really interesting to see how closely related they were, especially considering they were both written by Kevin. Um, because we're introduced to um, Maddie, we're introduced to Master Lebon, um, we're introduced to what's her name, Olivia. They're all from the comics from this run. Okay. Um, and then the two, the two dudes who are friends with Maddie. Oh my God. Okay. No, 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 no. So the comics, the the comics are about them and Maddie. 
Okay. And I ship it. <laughs> Wait, who do you ship? I ship the two guys. Oh, I thought all three. I thought you meant all three no, of them. No, 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 no. no. I ship. <laughs> I ship the two guys. Um, what's his name? I can't remember the master's name. That I. I can't remember. <sighs> Did I write it down? I didn't either. But it's like okay, I wrote so like so many notes, and I'm not sure that I wrote down their names. Well, because they don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. No, I but like they, they kind of just are like, hey, Maddie, like. So like the Jedi Master guy is like very deep, brooding, gruff man, mm-hmm. and then the other guy, I think his name's Ty. Yes, yes, Ty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's purple. Okay. Oh. Yeah, he's purple. This is, he looks like a human. Like he's like a humanoid, but he's purple. Yeah, he's he's very like lithe, I would say, whereas the other like Jedi Master is very like stocky, but he is like a former Guardian of the Wills. Like he got yes, kicked out that. of Guardians of the mm-hmm. Wills. Yeah. Um and so like they come together to try to like find these missing artifacts cuz like the whole point of the comics is that artifacts are missing on Jedi. And what you put together is it's because the path of the open hand is there and they're stealing artifacts. And so it's like, oh, okay. And so, like, the end of the comics is the confrontation with Master Levon um, at that Jedi statue. Okay. With um, the Herald and all of that. Like, that plays out in the comics. And the comics actually weren't caught up when this came out. And I was like, ooh, interesting. Like, Yana is in there as well. Like, the leveler's in there. Like, you see all that happen, mm-hmm. like, in the comics. Interesting how they time things. It is interesting. Like, do you think that was just a matter of uh, deadlines and stuff? That I think so. Like, I, I think, like... Honestly, I don't know if it really would have mattered what order specifically they came out in, but I was kind of surprised because I was like, oh, this kind of like spoils the comic, but I liked seeing it also play out in the book because it's so fascinating, right? Like, I think we kind of like need to get into spoilers like a little bit here. Yeah. So they're on Jetta. Um, and if you've read the audio drama, you kind of know, like, it's just, it's just big chaos, like big chaos happening. Um, but the path of the open hand is here. The Herald and Yana are here because they're looking for the rod of daybreak. Um, and they discover that this big Jedi statue is actually a, like, cache of artifacts. Like, it's a vault, Mm-hmm. So the big Jedi statue that you see, like, on the ground in Rogue One, like, was this big vault. And when they're there, they, like, summon the leveler and they kill a bunch of Jedi. And it's – it was a very cool scene. Like, I really liked that. And I like how, like, the Herald takes the fall and, like, Yana runs off and, like, meets back up with Marta. Like, it, yeah. I liked seeing that perspective. So is that in the comic? like them pinning it on the herald no or, no okay well, the herald does get arrested yes you, we do see the herald mm-hmm. get arrested and it's it's very clear to me like if you're not reading the ya books like you really don't know that the head is the mother well you don't get the politics unless you're reading the ya books yeah you really don't get the politics at all so like the herald gets arrested and like, in the comics it kind of feels like yay we did it you know but, like, it's, if you're reading I mean, the YA the books, Jedi you know that they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the Jedi are so stupid in this era. They re- Well, they've never had any conflicts. True. Like, 
they just are so shocked, you know, that they have this conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting that the mother, you know, sends Yana like back to get the like the the rod like on yeah. her suicide mission. So like after all that happens, they lose the daybreak rod. Um, and then, like, Yana obviously goes back to the mother. Everyone's injured, including the mother. And she's like, we couldn't get it. Like, we lost it. And the mother is, like, literally, like, Yana, go back. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, like, I'm going to die. And she, like, literally forced Yana to go back. Yeah. It's it's so interesting to me because, like, while that's happening, like, you get this other position, like, with Marta. And, like, what I love about Marta is that she's very frustrated. Yeah. Like, she, it was her idea to go to Jeddah, and, like, it all falls apart. She feels like nobody's listening to her. Like, her mother, like, the mother's giving her more responsibilities, and the mother's just like, if you can't handle this, like, then I'll just take the responsibilities back. Yeah. And I just, and, like, Marta, I also love in this book, Marta and Yana being haunted the entire time. Oh my god, yeah. Like by by lovers. By, by yeah, it. by lovers. They were both haunted by these mm-hmm. lovers. Oh man, like but Kevmo was like coming for Marta. Like subconsciously Marta was like she's like, okay, I need Kevmo to like beat me up. Like yeah. I need to be told how it is. Um, where Yana's was more about yearning and like missing Core, right? Core? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think Yana really, le- or not Yana, um, Marta, like, we're seeing the fallout of her, like, faith. Like, her faith is really being tested. Because um, at the end of the day, like, this is like a, a cult. Like, it's a force cult. And her faith is really being tested in the mother, in herself. And, like, knowing that she's, like, so lost and so angry and, like, doesn't know what to do with herself and at the same time is, like, a young girl, like, you know, becoming a woman, it makes her choices make sense, even though, like, at the time it's, like, why is she doing these things? And it's, like, well, her life's kind of falling apart. Yeah. And she's, she doesn't know how to react. She doesn't know what to do with that. Well, and no one takes Marta seriously until she is sure of herself. When Mm -hmm. she is confident in herself, then people take her seriously. Yeah. Which, you know, when you look at Marta at the end of this book, compared to Marta at the beginning of Path of Deceit, they're, like, she's, like, unrecognizable Mm -hmm. with how she's been forced to change herself. I also um, thought it was interesting that during this time, Marta... You know, she kept Kesmo's lightsaber and she does use it to kill somebody at yeah. the beginning of the book. Um, That was crazy. Like mm. she, to be like so disgusted by the Jedi and disgusted by Kevmo's use of the force to her like wielding a lightsaber, it's pretty crazy. And she reasons with herself like... As she's using it, after she uses it, she's, like, reasoning that, like, it, it was, she had to do it. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't have a choice. To me, that is so, like, the characters we see that, like, kind of fall into or, like, tap into the dark side. Like, they get this very, like, well, I didn't have a choice. Or, like, they forced me to do it. Or, like, this yeah. that kind of mentality. 
And I think Marta does fall into that until later she decides, like, she's done apologizing for the things that she does. And it's just like, nope, this is just what I wanted to do. So I did this. Mm -hmm. They do make it off of Jetta um, very narrowly. And the mother immediately just being like, oh, they arrested the Herald? Okay, cool. He can take the fall. Yeah, she sends, um, she decides to send money to, like, the four sex, like, the Jedi, the, the, the wills, like, she sends them money and sends them a message basically saying, like, we didn't condone this person's actions, like, we're regrouping, we're gonna be talking with our groups, like, making sure everyone understands it's bad, (gasps) thank God. Yeah, she just immediately, like, turned on a dime, it was just like, Mm -hmm. because, like, At the end of the day, this book really shows that, like, the mother never really cared about all this stuff. No. You know? She didn't care about anyone. Uh Uh-uh. At the same time, she decides they need to regroup and go to Dalna, like, go back. I was surprised that they (laughs) didn't. I was surprised when they went back to Dalna. Um, I was more surprised when I saw it in Cataclysm, because I was like, why would they be back on Dalna? But then, like, reading it in this, it makes sense. Yeah. Because, like... The mother is, like, scrambling. Mm -hmm. She's like, we didn't get the rod. We, like, totally failed. Our tail's between our legs. Like, we just need to go back home and regroup. Yeah, and Marta even questions her and is like, why would we do that? Like, we have this brand new ship. Like, we can go, like, discover the galaxy. Like, we've been waiting for this moment. And But obviously, the mother decides everything. So everyone goes back to Dalna, back to the caves, and... When they go back, there's also a journalist there who, who her, her name is Rick Ferrazzi, and she wants to investigate the path. I thought it was so interesting. When they're back on Dalna, it's like such like a comedy of things happen. Like they're back and like the mother just wants to like retreat into her cave and just like wait for things to start working. But then like but then the reporter shows up and then finally people come to investigate like hey Kevmo and his master never came back you know <laughs> and then you also get um Olivia and Maddie who are yeah. sent to go investigate and that's where i was like this is fascinating because no one talked no nobody one talked no communication like Maddie and Olivia are not aware of Kevmo, like, no. being there ever. And they don't know about that until another group of Jedi just arrive. And they didn't know why they were there. Well, and, like, and then you remember, because of Cataclysm, like, Yaddle is, like, also here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, nobody's talking to anybody. And, like... It is because, like, the communication relays, like, all break down because mm-hmm. Alicia sends – the mother, Alicia, sends um, somebody out to go, like, break all of them. Yes. So, like, it was intentional. But at the same time, like, they also don't really, like, try. <laughs> they're like, ah, it's fine. <laughs> I'll just go. Mm-hmm. So they're all here and have no idea. And – you really don't get to see Olivia all that much in the comics. So I liked seeing her here, especially through Maddie's eyes, because she was like very, she's very serious. She's hard on Maddie. Very hard on Maddie. Um, And I think that's because like, she's just such a different Jedi than Maddie is. 
and mm-hmm. putting them together was very strange. Like, I don't think Maddie expected to be put with her. It's, <sighs> Olivia was also like a former Padawan of Levon, I believe, which is why they put them together. So like like Rail and uh, Qui-Gon almost. Mm-hmm. So like they're very, very different from each other, even though they had the same training. Mm-hmm. Also, like, I'm so put off with the name Olivia being in Star Wars. It's so regular. <laughs> like, I mean, I know she has an H at the end, but it's still just Olivia. Yeah. I mean, I have I teach middle school, and I've the only Olivias I've had are both spelled with an A. So, yeah. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, they, I, I really liked their side of things. So it's like, we're getting Marta, we're getting Yana, and we're getting Maddie plus Olivia. Um, which ties in really nicely. Um, so we see Marta <laughs> basically just trying to like hold it all together. She's like, oh, I'll talk to the journalist. Yeah. Well, she just <laughs> takes it upon herself to invite the journalist in. And yeah. the mother is like, what? Yeah. Because, you know, like Marta's done this one time before with Kevmo. Yeah, and they were okay like, with it again. when yeah when like she did it with Kevmo they were okay with it like they were like yeah that's actually you know Marta that was good thinking and then this time no not no. greeted like that um I feel like at this point like the mother is like close to even taking away Marta's like power like any of her responsibility the mm. mother's mad about this takes no accountability for people showing up on their doorstep like <laughs> investigating no accountability at all like marta's just kind of dismissed because everyone kind of feels like she's not ready for the responsibility of being the guide yeah and so she was like i'll show you i'm gonna sneak on this trip to go to planet x <laughs> Like, yeah, so Sunshine Dobbs ends up leading uh, three ships um, to go to Planet X. And the reason why they're going in three ships is because navigating through the veil of this planet is so difficult that, like, they don't expect all the ships to make it. <laughs> literally. Um, so, like, the mother, once again, putting people onto suicide missions. Because she doesn't care. She just wants, she wants her eggs. She wants her her eggs. Yeah. So, like, and also before this, there's this character named Wakana that is kind of, like, into Marta. Like, well, she's, she's the one she saved when she used the lightsaber. Yes. But, mm. like, so so that's been um, going on. We didn't mention that, but Wakana is on this ship. Mm-hmm. And he sneaks her on. Mm-hmm. So she, like, uses her, her feminine wiles. <laughs> And he sneaks her on. Um, um, I I was so surprised at their like they have like a romantic relationship, and I was I was kind of surprised by it. I wasn't expecting there to be any romance, and Calf did pretty good. Yeah, like I I was into it. Like he he did a really good job. I love uh, how Marta is still haunted by Kevmo, and Kevmo like has things to say about this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. She's so guilty. Mm-hmm. Like, her conscience is so guilty that, like, it's just... That's why she keeps seeing Kevmo, and he just keeps, like, berating her. Because she herself is, like, mm-hmm. so guilty about all of this. And it's very, very interesting to me that both her and her cousin are going through this. And it 
makes me wonder if it's kind of like a thing of the Evereni people. And if so, are we going to see this happen with Markyrian Roe? Like him yeah. being haunted. Oh my gosh. I didn't think of that. That's really cool. Interesting thing that happens while they are like passing through the veil to get to this planet is that this one character, Kalar, kind of becomes, I guess, like possessed and starts just like saying like a chant, like need to go back. You'll kill us all. Have to turn around. The force will be chained. The force will die. The force will be consumed. All will be consumed. Um, and like he goes on and on about this. And Sunshine just kills him because he won't shut up and saying, yeah. like, things about the Shrika Rai, they will come for us all, the storm shall rise and the stars fall. Like, a warning, basically. Mm-hmm. And Sunshine just, like, flat out kills him <laughs> to shut him up, basically. Um, and they, at that point, they make it through the veil and they go crashing into the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's revealed that Kalar was force sensitive. And then as we're on this planet is revealed that like something about this planet is like bringing out force abilities. Like if you had like a door, if you were like dormantly attached, like connected to the force, like even like the slightest a bit of ability, like this planet is waking people up. So it's also revealed the Bokana is in tune with the force. Because he knows where he's going. Like, he knows how to get to the eggs. And everyone's like, how do you know where you're going? Yeah. Well, and that brings up a lot of conflict for Marta. Because, like, her identity is, like, hating people who use the Force, basically. <laughs> Once again, she's in a romantic relationship with someone who uses the Force. Yeah. So she, like, the fact that she's, like, hung her identity on, like, this hatred of people using the Force it it just makes her like so unbelievably conflicted like cuz she just doesn't know how to handle it like this you know brainwashing that was given to her by the mother is so strong like she just physically cannot shake that like you should not ever ever be manipulating the force and i love that kevin put her on this planet that is like literally like the force like it's so strong here it's bringing out those abilities it's healing them like the longer they're on it like mm-hmm. like Bokana doesn't want to leave like yeah, he wants Marta like, to stay there he's with like, him we're gonna settle here and yeah. like be in love and live like Tarzan and Jane like <laughs> it's it's giving um two other characters from something else <laughs> with vincent (laughs) oh yeah hanging out you know um it's it was very very it was very interesting to me um especially like with marta like she knew she wasn't supposed to be here and she doesn't even really like under like nobody really understands like the implications of why they're here and they're going to steal more eggs like more of the levelers eggs like they're trying to get basically like this army of levelers that prey on this force sensitivity like we see that in phase one and when they find the eggs um they get attacked um, by something called the underdweller and they have to try to escape with the eggs but like when they landed they crashed so there's no way off they have to go back to sunshine dobbs original ship the silver streak um which he had crashed there previously (laughs) Um, and try to fix that in order to get off. Like, I genuinely, like, the stakes were so high. Like, I genuinely didn't think that they were going to make it off. 
Like, yeah. I really thought they were going to be stuck here. I mean, like, Bokana doesn't make it off. No, I wasn't I, surprised, do though. Do you think he's alive? Ooh, that would be interesting, though. Like, he's I, still there. I can't stop thinking about it. Like, I, like, my takeaway from this book is, is Bokana, like, living like Tarzan on Planet X? That would be really interesting. Well, because I think, like, the whole thing, like, goes back to that um, prophecy of, like, the sins done to the nameless, right? And to Mm -hmm. me, the sins are that they kept, that they stole these eggs, right? And so I think they're going to have to return like, the leveler to this planet, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm interested to see how that's going to work. And, like, if he's still there, that would be very interesting because then they would learn a lot about Marta, which will play in later with, like, Mercurian yeah. Row because they're, you know. And with the healing abilities of this planet, who knows if, like, Bokana's even aging true he might it might be like no time has passed at all like he may be in phase three is what we're saying yeah i think that would be really interesting so while all that is happening we also have yana's side of the story which does like inner like intertwine with maddie's so she is like fed up with the mothers like she's not dealing with this anymore and she goes to the herald and allows him to break out of prison mm-hmm. basically like she kind of like helps him break out so like he lies he's able to break out of prison um they go back to dalna and when they get there like she's hi- she's hiding him like the herald is hiding out but then we see that like people on dalna are like getting sick and just like dying yeah like a little boy um got really really ill and they think it's because he ate at the soup kitchen mm-hmm. at the path yes well because the reporter gets ill too and mm -hmm. she was staying with the path like they let her stay um and they she crosses paths with uh, maddie and olivia who are also at this doctor like what is going on um we start to see like is it the leveler well that's just with force sensitive so like what's going on with these other people and that allows Yana and Maddie to kind of form this temporary alliance um, with the Herald in order to get at the mother. Like, they're all just trying yeah. to take the mother down. Like, they had to explain to Maddie and Olivia, like, no, 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 the Herald didn't do what the mother is pinning on him. <laughs> yes. Like, it, it's so complicated, but, like, the politics of it are very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I like that... The Jedi just truly don't know what's happening. Like, they truly don't know what's actually going on with the path. And so when people, like, are like, no, 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 no. Like, that's, you're, you've got it all wrong. Like, is the Herald a good person? No. But did he do all these things? Also, no. (laughs) I like at the end, like, as we're nearing the end, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, Marta, when she gets back... You know, Bokana is gone. So that's she's two for two on loves right now. Um, so she's feeling a lot of things right now. Like, and she was confronted with like all this force sensitivity, seeing what's going on with the levelers, seeing what's going on with these eggs. And so she decides that she is going to lead the path herself and turn them into something different and that's how we get 
the path of the closed fist. And like right before, like right at this moment where she decides to create like the path of the closed fist, like Yana is like pleading with her. Like Yana is like, like this is my last chance to get my cousin back. And Marta cuts off Yana's hand. Yeah. Yana has a stump for the rest of the book. Yeah. <laughs> like I, it, it's so... Marta's in so deep. Yeah, she's just decided, like, close fist, we're destroying the Jedi. Like, we're resorting to violence. Like, we're, we are really, like, resorting to violence openly now, yeah. I guess. Well, like, compared to it being hidden. Because in her mind, like, even though the mother is responsible for all this, she still blames all of this on the Jedi. Yeah. And, like, their blatant use of the Force. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for the Jedi butting in on their business and stuff like that, in her mind, then none of this ever would have happened. So she's just like, we've mm-hmm. got to. And like they keep flooding into the planet. Like more Jedi are coming because now they're investigating Kevmo. And like now we get Yaddle. And like everybody's like coming to this planet. And they're just, she's so tired of it. And if she had just listened to Yana, like they are on the same side. But Yana really underestimated just how deep Marta is with this way of thinking. Like, she physically cannot pull herself out of it. And at this point, after cutting off Yana's hand, she, (laughs) Marta takes the rod. Now the rod is, the rod of seasons and the rod of daybreak attached together making them making it even more powerful she holds the rod over the eggs and they crack open and then these baby nameless all start following her Mm -hmm. like that's why the mother wanted the rod of seasons and the rod of daybreak she had to have both of them because with just one the nameless like will listen but with both of them she can completely control them So she wanted this to have that complete control over this threat that can take down the Jedi because they feed on these Force-sensitive users. So whoever holds the Rod of Seasons holds the power to control the Nameless and destroy the Jedi or any other Mm -hmm. type of Force-sensitive. And while all this is happening... This huge war breaks out up above. Yeah. So, like, the path has enforcer droids going after the Jedi at this point. Um, Like, and at this point, like, Yana with one hand is like, crap, I have to escape. She's trying to escape. She finds Sunshine Dobbs and, like, decides, like, oh, they're going to go together. Like, going to go to his ship together but then she just kind of turns on him and traps him inside the caves and she goes after his ship to try to get off the planet um Mm. at this point the jedi seem like they're losing um everyone's very confused because they're i think they're feeling that like power energy coming from the nameless and the leveler so they're starting to like just not know where they are like feeling off um and then the other crazy thing that happened was the mother told some of the littles, like the kids of the path, to put explosives in the tunnels to basically blow up their their base. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it's so interesting because like reading this 
after Cataclysm. Like, to me, like, the Battle of Dalna makes no sense in Cataclysm. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden it's happening and there's Enforcer droids. And, like, you get the whole sense in this book. Like, you're like, where's Marta? Where's the mother? Like, there's more going on. So, like, being able to see this, like, it finally makes sense. Like, the mother is doing things. Marta is doing things. Like, nobody's... They they purposefully cut off this comp- the like their communications to like silence the Jedi, but they themselves are also not on the same page, also not oh, communicating. Hundred percent. Well, like, it all just blows up in their face. I mean, like especially when when um. So one interesting thing that happens is that Marta does actually use the saber again and she strikes down a nameless because it's going after one of her littles, which she was like basically the, you know, she was in daycare charge. nanny yeah. of the littles in the last book. So like obviously she wasn't going to let a nameless destroy the little and this is, you know, her realizing what is happening is that there are for sensitive people within the path and and i think it it's hard for her to see that these innocent kids who did nothing wrong who are born Mm -hmm. with this sensitivity um and at that point you're you wonder like oh like maybe marta is gonna be good like maybe at that at that moment in the book you're like wow marta finally is having like some humanity and like she she's gonna leave the path like her and yana can leave together and it'll all be okay like she's realized but that's not what happens i think that it's so interesting because i think that like marta she she just she needs more time and she needs to be away from these people who are like putting these toxic ideas in her head right and like honestly in my opinion like even though Yana is trying to help her, like, Yana, like, truly doesn't understand, like, how bad it is, like, how bad Marta has it right now. And so it's, like, her seeing that, like, oh, my God, like, I've been living among these Force-sensitive people my entire life, and, like, I had no idea, and I've been told to hate these people. Like, it's so hard to, like, undo all of that brainwashing all at once. So she still holds on to... I want to control the leveler. <laughs> she still wants the yeah. leveler. And that's kind of what separates her and Yana because there's a big thing that happens that we're going to get to in a second. Um, but, like, Yana ends up, like, pleading again with Marta, but, like, they just are not seeing eye to eye. And I, it's just she is so far gone. I. It's not that I think Marta cannot come back, but at this moment, she is so far mm-hmm. gone. Well, Yana wants her to kill the leveler. Like, let's kill them, leave all of this, you know? Like, they, like, Yana truly believes that Marta's not gone, like, far enough gone. Like, she can come back from it. And, and she as, can, yeah. but I just don't think she can at this moment. No, like, and as readers, too, you believe in her. You're like, mm. no, Marta, you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think one of the biggest blows and, like, revel- revelations in this book, which I was, like, so excited for you to get to. I was is, shocked. <laughs> so 
you know, we have Maddie and Olivia and Olivia this whole time, like she was being very gruff, very hard on Maddie. And we discovered that like she had some like other things that she was looking into. And we discover that. So Alicia is about to kill Marta. Like Alicia, the mother is about to kill Marta. Like they're having this conversation. Maddie and Olivia come in and they stop it. And we find out that Olivia and Alicia, the mother, are sisters. This like came out of nowhere for me. I was shocked. Like what? <laughs> like it once they started explaining it, like it made so much like suddenly like sense. the mother made so much sense. Yeah. You know? Alicia is force sensitive so she has force sensitivity but not as strong as olivia so the jedi only took olivia Mm -hmm. and i think that's interesting because this whole book like you're seeing alicia like getting sick like she's slowly deteriorating and that's because of her proximity to the leveler like the leveler was feeding on her this entire time Mm mm-hmm And so that's why, like, she also is getting more and more desperate to control the leveler because she is dying. Like, it is killing her. So, like, she didn't want that moment when Marta took the rod earlier when she announced the path of the closed fist. Like, she was, like, fighting back at Marta. Like, she was like, Marta, you're not ready yet to take Mm -hmm. the rod. And you're like, interesting. Yeah, because if she, if Alicia has the rod, then the leveler won't go after her her. it won't feed on her and she's bitter against the jedi for not wanting her which in the grand scheme of things it's like girl you dodged a bullet yeah (laughs) you don't want to be part of the jedi (laughs) but she you know is so bitter about this so like she forms this entire cult around her because of how angry she is at them taking her sister and not her for not being good enough um and like in this moment um we see the mother kill the herald with mm-hmm. maddie's saber yeah we see yana who had the like bombs that the the little had um she detonates the cave because she's trying to kill the mother and all of the nameless mm-hmm. like and the leveler um they all go down in the water marta's down there yana dives in to save her um Marta, when Marta sees Kevmo down here, <laughs> I genuinely wondered if, like, Marta was going to die. Like, I didn't think Kev would do that. But, yeah. like, I did wonder. Yeah, because we don't actually know what happens in, happens to them beyond this, except, like, in Tales of Light the, and Life. The light and Life, there are a few stories about some of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't out when this came out. So no, no. one knew. Um, one thing I found really interesting about when Alicia kills the Herald is that it's from Maddie's point of view and Maddie just like sees her lightsaber stab the Herald and she is so confused at this point because of the Leveler and the Nameless. Like, Mm -hmm. like she doesn't know if she did it. Like she's like so out of it. Like that's like how... The, the Jedi are, like, basically in, like, a daze. Like, they don't know what's going on. Yeah. I really like... Um, it was in the first run of High Republic, and then also it was in... There's, like, this little side story. I can't remember what it's called. Um, 
where they had these like two Jedi investigators were like looking into like the leveler or something, but they show you what it looks like from the Jedi's perspective when the leveler is around and it is genuinely terrifying. Like would genuinely make you go insane. Yeah. Like, oh my God. It's, it's so it's not only is this thing feeding on you, but while it's feeding on you, you're, you're completely lost in these like delusions of terror. Like, it's truly one of like the scariest creatures they've ever created, like especially for a force sensitive. Um, so them being unleashed in, you know, the golden age later on, like with the higher public is truly terrifying. Like it, it is a very big threat. Like you can see why my would have wanted them. Um, and it also is all the more frustrating because we know at the end of this, um, Yoda decides that like, they're not going to, tell anybody about this like he just swipes wipes it all under the rug that's so yoda of him so yoda of him everything's so, yoda's fault <laughs> so the other thing that happens when they uh explode the caverns and there's basically flooding is that the nameless like the baby nameless die mm-hmm. all of them die but the leveler the big older one um is strong enough and is the sole survivor of the children of planet x um <laughs> and this is when um yana and martyr marta are having their final like dis- like talk and marta actually wants to go with yana like they are like we're gonna leave together we're gonna you know go do our own thing but marta wants to bring the leveler with and them. Like, um, and yana's no. like of course not goodbye yeah um, so they finally separate go go separate ways yana takes opari because she feels like she owes it to the herald and to core like to take care of the, her you know deceased girlfriend's mother because she's not in a great state either and then shay who is uh someone who was on one of the ships to planet x also goes with them and she's pregnant um and her partner died trying to exit the veil we didn't touch upon that too much because those characters weren't super important. But um, I don't know, is Shay in like other material? I don't know. Like it makes me wonder or like if her child is going to come back. Like yeah. I, I wonder if her child is in. It's so weird though because like these books take place like, what is it, like 150 years? Yeah, because Marta is um, Markian's great-grandmother. Yeah. Um. So it's 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 hard to reconcile like just how far in the past these books are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I I do think like with her being pregnant, like that's probably gonna come back. Like probably not her child, but maybe like a descendant mm-hmm. will come back because Yana also has the the rod of daybreak. Yes, like this is the perfect way to end this book is separating the two rods with the two cousins. Yeah. <sighs> It was so good. Yeah. I, and I think that that's like another, you know, the original sin is separating the twins. But like here, like we have the cousins <laughs> being separated, right? And they both have like two halves of these like very, you know, important weapons um, that would control the leveler. And to me, like the end of this book is so sad for Marta because she's truly alone. And 
not that I think Yana should have let her come with her, especially with the leveler, but like Marta truly has no one. And I'm not going to spoil what happens in um, Tales of Light and Life, but I will say it takes place a few years later and Marta is living on the gaze electric because that's all she has. Like she doesn't have anything. um, And she does have the path of the closed fist. And even though she's surrounded by these people and she is basically in charge now, she is so alone. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely alone. And she is like a newly adult. <laughs> yes. Like, two minutes ago, she was a little kid who was so unsure of herself and was just like a daycare nanny. Like, it's literally just like her and her ghosts. And so she she is not in a good place. And her POV and tone of voice is so fascinating. I think um, Tessa Gratton wrote her story and it's very good. Um, mm. She also meets somebody in that story that is very like, I don't think he himself is important, but like what she gains from this person is like very important. Um and it makes me really interested. Like, part of me thinks that phase three is, like, like wave one will be, like, back in our main storyline. And then I wonder if wave two will be, like, bridging the gap a little bit. Like, maybe we'll go back to, like, Marta or something, you know? Yeah. And then we'll come all back together in, like, the final wave. Like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of wonder they're if they're going to do that. They're all going to regroup on Pana X and Bacana is still gonna be there. <laughs> and he's gonna be like, where's Marta? <laughs> Where is she? Is she okay? Is she alright? <laughs> no, baby, she is not. She's not alright. Yeah, my two favorite stories from Tales of Light and Life were the Marta story and the um Vernestra story. And I gotta say, like Marta and Vernestra are not the same at all, but with how young they are and how much they've lost, like their two stories, they are in similar positions, which I found very interesting. Like growing up too soon. Yes. Mm -hmm. And like just having, like they've lost everybody. Like they truly have lost every single person and they don't know what to do. Like even though Marta's relationship with the mother was extremely toxic, like she doesn't have anybody. Like, yeah. that, she was all she had other than her cousin, but her cousin is like, I fiz- I cannot reconcile, like, who you've become right now. And it's just, yeah, it she, tears them apart. She literally, like, cut off her cousin's hand. Yeah. <laughs> she did. And then was still like, actually, bestie, can I go with you? <laughs> I, I really do hope, though, that this is not the last that we see of Yana and Marta. And I kind of feel like it won't be, though. Like, there's there's so much still that needs to happen, you know? I, like, I want more of this current st- storyline with Marta. Like, yeah. and I know that we're not getting that. But I, I like, want to know how, like, like, obviously she is going to have a kid. Like, how does that come about? What's her relationship with her kid? Yeah. Well, because she, you know... She's the matriarch right now. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that they explore in her short story is, you know, she doesn't know anything about her species. 
because they were on the run. So she kind of seeks that out since she's so alone. And we get to learn a little bit more about how, like, the ever any work. And I like that because, you know, we got two issues of that comic series about, like, Marky and Roe. And then we didn't get any more. So, like, I don't know if they just decided to go in a different direction or if they didn't do any more because, like, it gets spoilery or, like, what. But I am so fascinated by this species. It is so interesting. They're kind of like vampires. Kind of. They're like shark vampires. Shark, yeah. <laughs> They're sharkies. Shark people. <laughs> they are shark people. I really like them, though. Yeah, honestly, like, this book, I, I always say this, like, I don't think anything can dethrone uh, the Lost Stars. Like, I, I j- truly, like, that book is so good. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is probably, like, my next favorite. And then following Ooh. that, I think, would be Inferno Squad. Interesting. I wonder if you need an Inferno Squad re re. Uh, I think read. I do. It's been a long time since yeah. I've read Inferno Squad. So, what about you? What do you think this book lines up for you? Definitely top five at least. But like that's high because you know, like there are some very good Star Wars books. Like there are. so for for saying top five, which ones? I like Lost Stars. I love Dark Disciple. Yeah. Inferno Squad. Yeah, it's probably like three or four. Mm-hmm. Because then I would also put up there, like, Rising Storm is mm-hmm. very, very good. Yeah. Like, it's so hard for me to think of, like, other books because, like, this one is so good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited to see where they take the higher public. Um, the next thing we're getting for Higher Public is Eye of Darkness, which is the next adult novel. Um, and that comes out November 14th. So we still have a little bit of a ways to go, um, but we are getting close. This next like wave for phase three is very spaced out, which makes me think that it is they're trying to really intentionally do this reading order. Like, it's not even like a month apart or a couple of weeks. No, it's like November 14th, January 30th, yeah, March it's like 12th. Yeah, like you have this long to read it. Read yeah. it. <laughs> like, do not read out of order. Read in this order. <laughs> so, and that makes me wonder like how they'll do like the comic run because I'm assuming that they're going to have run number three. And I think they're going back to Keith, which was like the original protagonist of the comics. Which is very interesting because Keith Trennis, you want to talk about being scarred by the leveler. <laughs> that is Keith Trennis. <laughs> she is very much scarred by the leveler. Oh, I will say one more thing, though. Because of how we know that the leveler works after this book, my Delulu brain, Stella Geos, could be alive. Yeah. Could be alive. He's okay. What's going to happen if he's not okay? Um, Have you set yourself up to assume he might not be okay um obviously i know that this is star wars and star wars never gives me what i want however (laughs) he will always be alive in my heart let me put it that way he's alive in my heart forever I'm just, just like, to, like other people. Like you need to just like set your expectations 
Oh, trust me. After Listen, after 2019, my expectations are on the ground. I know better now. I've been burned before. <laughs> so is there anything else about Path of Vengeance that you think we should add? I don't think so. All right. Well, in that case, if you would like to keep the conversation going, you can let us know on Twitter or Instagram. We are at lip underscore lightsabers. Alex is at Alex Leonis and I am at McCarter Shannon. If there's any topics that you would like us to cover, please let us know. We're always looking for new things to cover as we're waiting for more books to be released. We're excited for some other releases coming up here, um, but we are still standing in solidarity with SAG-AFTRA until they are, you know, get what they want get their what they deserve and their strike ends so let us know if you have anything but until then we'll see you guys next time bye bye